0: Welcome to episode 9 of Coffin Cast. My name is Kristen. Welcome. How are all of you guys doing out there in podcast land? Hope you're good. I've had a really busy week, so it is now 8.33. I'm supposed to put this out there at midnight tonight. <laughs> Who knows if it'll happen, but I'm gonna work diligently to get it done. So this week, we're doing things a little bit different. We are doing an educational podcast. Y'all are in for some learning. Buckle up. This episode's called Putting the Fun Back in Funerals. Funerals are not fun, I'm aware, but that's all I could think of. So (laughs) that's what we're doing. So this episode is basically going to dive into alternatives to the traditional funeral. Why? Because guess what? I have a surprise for you. We're all going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Everyone you love, everyone you hate is going to die. People you haven't met are going to die. That is the one thing we all have in common. That is the one thing that we all cannot avoid, no matter how hard we try. So part of the reason I do this podcast is death scares the hell out of me. You may not believe it because I am literally doing a podcast about death. Why would I subject myself to that? In our society, we push the concept of death out of our periphery so that we don't deal with it every day. It's probably a coping mechanism. It's probably some kind of survival thing. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But is it healthy? I mean, probably a little bit healthy because I think about it on a regular basis. It's usually when my lights are off, I'm laying in bed about to fall asleep. I think, oh, my God, I could die tonight and I wouldn't be able to tell anybody I love that I love them. I wouldn't see my son grow up. I think all sorts of terrible things. I get panic attacks. My heart starts beating. I have to yell at myself, stop it, stop it, stop it. I literally do that probably every other night. It's terrible. So I'm trying to familiarize myself with it, kind of sit with it, have a talk with death, get to know it a little bit. So maybe it's not so scary. I I don't want to die. I don't want to get to the point where I'm so comfortable. I'm like, yeah, whatever, let's do this. But it's it's going to happen to us all sooner or later, so why not try to control the things we can control about it? We can control sometimes how we die if we're sick. In some states, we're allowed to end things if it's too painful. But for the most part, we have no control. So what is one thing that we can control about when we go? We can control our funerals, in some you know not being there and saying hey do this this and this, but we can put it in writing. We can say what our wishes are, that sort of thing. So that's what this episode's going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the traditional funeral though. Um, Traditional funerals are really bad for the environment, and I think bad for people in general. Embalming's terrible. It's a terrible process. Then you bury somebody with all those chemicals in them in a coffin that's either made out of metal or wood with enamel on it and paints on it and metals like handles and things like that. That's not good for the environment. Cremation is not good for the environment. It's better than burying somebody with chemicals in them, but it's not all that much better. So what I'm going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about different alternatives And most of them are infinitely better for the environment than, say, a traditional funeral or cremation. So sit tight and we'll get started on putting the fun back in funeral. So I'd like to talk about my own personal history with funerals. I've been to one. Surprise! I've only been to one funeral in my life, and I don't even know if I was technically considered to be there or just part of it. So when I was seven, I went to my grandfather's funeral. He died on my seventh birthday, 1989, so you can figure out how old I am. Yeah, I'm old. There was a great debate in my family of whether I was too young to go. I even talked about to my mom about this recently and she said she was not going to make me go but she was like she wanted to leave it up to me because I was at the age where I could kind of understand it but it could kind of freak me out too. So my family comes from Illinois. We were in Texas, living in Texas at the time. So we had to go up there. It was early November. We had to drive up there for my grandfather's funeral i had to miss school which i was still at the age where i liked school so i was kind of bummed about that but whatever we drove up and we're staying at my uncle's house my brother was definitely going to go he was three years older than me much more mature than me i think my brother is probably more mature than me in general sometimes but sometimes not um but he was definitely going to go he was adamant he was going to go I was scared and unsure if I was ready to go, but I wanted to be cool like my older brother, because I still liked him at the time. Um, I wanted to be like him. If he was going to go, I felt like I should really go, but I really don't know that I want to go. I am terrified. I remember my mom sitting me down, and we had a long talk about it. She said, you do not have to go. If you want to go, you can absolutely go, but you do not have to. And I'm like, well, what is it going to be like? Because I'd never been to a funeral. I, I dealt with death as far as pets go. I never saw these pets. I didn't know what death looked like. I know what it meant, but I didn't know what it looked like. And she said something that was very profound. And I even reminded her of this. And she goes, she was like, "Damn, I'm good." <laughs> but she said, "It's like looking at a house at your house that you're familiar with." but there's no furniture, no pictures inside. It's just an empty house. That kind of put it in per- perspective into perspective, excuse me for me a little bit, but I I still wasn't sure I wanted to go or I wanted to see him. I was like I want to go, but I don't know that I'm ready to see him. So, it was decided that I would get to hang out with my aunt Heather on my dad's side. Um During the wake, so that's the night before the actual funeral. She took me, I love my Aunt Heather to death, and even I mean, I love her now, but I, as a little girl, I was like, I get to spend the day with my Aunt Heather, this is the coolest thing ever. I was gonna get to go shopping with her, her kids were in school, so I got her all to myself, and that never happened before it has never happened since but I was so excited to get her all to myself and she took me to the mall she bought me new kids on the block stuff and then we went to um, my cousin's like there was like a music recital or something at a school and then we went to her house and then my parents picked me up and then the next day was the actual funeral so not the wake but the funeral so we get there we walk in I see my my two aunts on my dad's side, including my Aunt Heather, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Because we just walked by them. We didn't sit with them. We didn't talk with them. So, And it was weird that both sides of my family were intermingling, my mom's side and my dad's side, which was kind of strange. And we just smiled at them and waved, but that was it. Um, so that was interesting. That was weird to me for some reason. It just felt strange. And then things got started, and then they were going to do... The part where everybody walks up to the coffin and says their last goodbyes. I don't know if it was my mom or my dad that took me downstairs. I want to say it was my dad because, you know, it was my mom's father. So she wouldn't want to miss any part of it. But I was taken down to like this basement area of this church. um, And I was by myself for a little bit sitting on this couch just kind of chilling. Then my aunt and my aunt... Uh my uncle's wife and their two kids came down for a little bit because they were younger than me and he was a baby and she was like a year younger than me and they sat downstairs for a bit and then I was taken back up the whole funeral like it was really weird to me because there were so many people there it was a huge church and there were so many people I didn't know that many people knew my grandfather I loved my grandfather from what i can remember i remember how funny he was i remember him chasing me around the house with his dentures but not scary i i laughed while he did it but i i didn't know him well enough to know that how many people knew him and loved him so that was that was intense i remember crying because i felt like i had to cry but i didn't really understand why i had to cry if that makes sense um and I remember we went to the funeral home after that. He was going to be put in an, a niche, not a niche, he wasn't cremated, but he was going to be entombed in a wall there, in a mausoleum, but it was an indoor mausoleum, so we didn't see that part. But I remember I remember seeing my grandmother, and she was she was sad, of course she was sad, but I wanted to talk to her, and I felt like we weren't allowed to talk to her. I wanted to hug her. And we were kind of kept separate from her. And it was just, the whole thing was so cold and, I mean, not even just figuratively, it was literally cold outside because it was November in Illinois. But it was just very clinical and very, (sighs) I didn't feel comfortable there as a kid, which, you know, it's, funerals aren't about that it's not for you you know it's for adults it's for people that you know were close to the person and it's like I didn't live near where my grandfather was so I mean I loved him and I loved when he would come visit and they came and visited a lot but funerals are not for kids (laughs) and that's part of why I've been thinking about okay when I go, what do I want? Because I don't want that cold clinical part of things. I don't want, I don't want it to be scary for little kids. I don't want it to be sad for anybody. I mean, it's going to be sad, but I don't want it to be a downer. And I, I guess that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't know a lot of people anyway, so I know that my funeral wouldn't be crowded. I don't even know who would show up. But I don't want it to be that kind of feeling. I don't want anybody to feel like I felt at that funeral where I was removed from people that I loved. I couldn't talk to people that I loved. I couldn't comfort my grandmother, even though I was only seven. I don't want that for anybody at my funeral. I, sound like I'm, I feel like I'm about to cry. Why do I feel that way? Anyway... We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to get right into alternatives to dour, sad, traditional funerals. All right, so we're going to talk now about my wishes when I go Because I have some wishes, guys. You want to hear them? Great, you're going to anyway. So, I do not want to be embalmed. I said my reasons why. I think it's gross. It's bad for the environment. It's really bad for the environment. I don't like the idea of being buried six feet under. If that makes sense. Because what if we're conscious? Like, what if that's our eternity? That, That freaks me out. I don't want that. I know that's probably irrational, but uh, it just freaks me out. So what I'm going to do is I am going to be cremated, however, I am going to have all of my organs harvested first, Um, eyes, skin, you name it, anything that can be harvested is going to be harvested, and then I'm going to be tossed in the furnace. Um, I have a pacemaker, so that is going to have to be removed, but I will be... Have every other part of me burned, for lack of a better way of putting it. Here comes the fun part though. I am gonna be put in a bios urn. You may not have heard of it. You may have, you've probably seen articles on Facebook a lot about it where they talk about people becoming a tree when they go. I, in addition to being interested in death, I'm very interested in trees. I love trees. My favorite being redwood, just in case you were interested. So, what happens is this: you get this urn, which basically looks like a large fast food cup, for lack of a better way of putting it. It's not styrofoam; it's biodegradable material. But your ashes go in the bottom, and then in the top, there's a soil kind of and nutrient mixture, and there's a seed of your choice. Now the tr- The ones that they have available, you can basically put any kind of seed in there you want to, but the ones that they offer are maple, oak, pine, redwood, honey locust, and tree of life, which I'm not sure what that is, but again, it works with any kind of tree that you're interested in. Sorry, I had a hiccup there. It costs $1.99. You do have to still pay for cremation, your body transportation. Gosh, I keep getting hiccups, sorry. Sorry and all of that, but it's still it's under a thousand bucks for everything, really. So, if you look at what a traditional funeral costs, I I thought I read somewhere that it was upwards of six to seven thousand dollars altogether. You're looking at a huge huge difference and you get to do something, you get to give back to the environment when you go. That's a win-win. That's karma points. Really, if you think about it. So, BioCern, uh, their website, if you're interested, is, let me find it, earnabios.com. And I'll have it in my sources as well, so that way you can click on the link if you're interested. But now, let's move on to donating your body to science. So, quick little aside. I'm sorry, my allergies are just killing me right now. I'm going to talk about the show Six Feet Under. Why? Well, with a name like Six Feet Under, you know it's going to be about death a little bit. But the show follows a family that owns a funeral home and has owned it for generations. And it's more than just that, of course. But the next funeral that I'm going to talk about is one that was heavily featured in an episode of Six Feet Under. So I'm going to go ahead and say spoiler alert, but the show's been over for like, I think, over a decade now, give or take. So if you haven't watched it, I mean, that's on you, but I'm going to go ahead and be respectful because I love the show. I want people to enjoy it the same way I did. So I'm going to give you five seconds to turn this off before I start talking about it. So five, four, three two, one. Okay. So the main character dies. His name is Nate. He dies. And, (coughs) excuse me, Nate has what's called a green funeral. Green funerals are starting to get a little more traction. They, they kind of got a little boost when the show happened. I know a lot of you are probably a little bit younger than me, so you may not have heard of the show at all. May not have had an HBO subscription. Um, but yeah, this, this kind of boosted the idea of green funerals. And this is what I wanted to do before I heard about the bio Cern. So basically, what happened with Nate, he had AVM, and it got worse, and he ended up seeming like he was okay, and then he stroked out and died kind of suddenly. And it was a big shocker on the show because he was the main character. So... Man, my allergies. Um, When he died, his brother, David, went to go pick him up at the hospital to take him to their funeral home to get him ready. And he had to identify him. He pulled, you know, the body bag. He unzipped it. He had no eyes, and it freaked him out, which I understand, because that would freak me out. But he had all of his organs harvested. His eyes... His skin, some of his skin, I think, was harvested. Maybe not, because I don't think they... No, his skin was not harvested. Um, but all his organs were harvested. He, look, he was not good for viewing, let's put it that way. He said he did not want to be embalmed, which you'd think somebody that grew up in the funeral industry might want just a traditional one. He did not. Uh, didn't want a casket, didn't want a viewing. So he was put in a shroud and carried to the park where he was going to be buried. It was a memorial park, but it was different than a cemetery because all they had there were green funerals and his shroud was carried by his brother and they were, they lowered him into the ground and it was just the intimate family and they all buried him themselves rather than, you know, a um, why can I not remember that word? A bulldozer shoving dirt into the, Pole or anything. They they buried him with shovels. It was more personal, personal. excuse me, more intimate. Um, and that's essentially what a green barrel is. There's no embalming, no chemicals, no cremation, literally just a body and a shroud put under the ground, no clothing, completely naked, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, no ashes, of course, because there's no cremation. It's just how... Things probably were before people wanted to see people dead or whatever. I don't know. So he was buried in this lovely park. You wouldn't know it was anything. It doesn't look like a cemetery. It just looks like a park. He had a little plaque, little stone plaque, nothing that left a carbon footprint or anything there. So green funerals are all over the country in all 50 states. Something to consider. I will definitely have the link for green funerals so that way you can look up your area and see if they are available if that's something you're interested in. So definitely look into it. It's probably, as of right now, the most environmentally friendly way to dispose of your remains. But I'm going to talk about an up-and-coming way that just had... how how do I say this? It's been... there's been a bill passed in the state to allow these tip, these type of funerals. I'm going to record this again. Hey, let's talk green funerals now. What's a green funeral? Well, I'm going to tell you. So, I'm going to start with talking about one of my favorite shows of all time, 6 Feet Under. Why? I'll tell you why. A, it's probably the show that was the catalyst for me getting more interested into death and beyond death and things like that. Also, it served as kind of an education on different um, different types of funerals and things like that, and that they don't always have to be cold and scary and sad. It can be fun and a celebration, so that's that's part of why I really enjoyed the show. Um, also, it was so much more than just talking about funerals, it's a family that owned a funeral home that had been in their family for generations. It was about them and their family dynamic, and all that stuff, and all the weird stuff that happens to them. It was funny sometimes, sad sometimes, but it was always a good show. I loved it. Um, Highly recommend it, but um, I'm going to have to say spoiler alert. I mean, the show's been off the air. I don't know how long. It's been over 10 years, though, so if you haven't watched it yet, I'm guessing you're probably not going to, but you should if you can. It's a great show, but I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to say spoiler alert. I'm going to give you five seconds to get off this podcast if you want to watch it later, so that way I don't ruin anything for you five four three two one okay so the main character dies nate is the main character and he dies before the show is over so he has what's called a green funeral what is a green funeral let's talk about it so David is his brother. He goes to pick him up to take him back to their funeral home so they can get him ready. He has to identify him first, of course. And he has no eyes, which freaks him out. His eyes are open, but he has no eye. Like, his eyelids are open, but there's just cotton there. Freaks him out. But Nate has donated all his organs, minus his skin. Um to people in need and science and things like that. So he takes him home and his mother is very upset because she wants him to have a viewing and all that but that's not what Nate wants. One thing to keep in mind is your written instructions will always trump anybody else's wishes so keep that in mind. Um, You should write down what you want should put it in a will, make it a legal document, so that way it's legally binding, (laughs) so that way weird things aren't done to your body without your consent, just putting that out there, um, but David washes his body, but he does not embalm him, it's very, it's a very sweet scene where he's just washing his brother's body, his hair, his skin, his hands, it's, it's a sad scene, a sad scene but it's so beautiful and touching and then he's naked and wrapped in a shroud so they have a little funeral no viewing of course because it his body wasn't good for viewing no embalming and then um, they take him to a memorial park where he is buried in a shroud his family puts him in the ground, and they take shovels and they cover him in the dirt rather than, you know, a bulldozer coming and shoving dirt in a hole. It's very intimate. It's very sweet. Very touching. And, you know, it's... It's a good way for a family to say goodbye, and I think it's it's more interactive, and it's not as somber, maybe, because you're doing something, you know, to help lay your loved one to rest. But <clears throat> excuse me. One thing to keep in mind with this is this as of right now is the most eco-friendly, most environmentally friendly way of disposing of your remains because your body just goes back into the earth, it decomposes, it becomes the dirt, it becomes the grass, it becomes the trees, it becomes everything without leaving a negative impact. Now, there is another way that has only been approved. A bill has been passed to allow this kind of burial. Hasn't been passed into law just yet, I believe. But it's coming. And it's probably not only eco-friendly, it's like, it makes you actually a part of nature in a more... Direct way, and we'll talk about that next. All right, last but not least, here is an up and coming way to dispose of your remains or your loved ones' remains in your own backyard. You could put them in your garden. You can put them in your vegetable patch. You could put them under a tree, in your rose bushes, and they can help your things grow. It's called human compost. Why did I say that so weird? Because I almost said human composition. (laughs) But human composting. So Recompose founder Katrina Spade, who kind of fronted this whole movement to get this done, pushed a bill in Washington and it has passed I don't know if it's going to be coming anywhere else as of right now because you know Washington's kind of hippie progressive state they like doing good things for the environment the governor of Washington's on a big you know climate change kick which he should be because climate change is a big thing um but he's he he's gonna probably sign this into law very shortly I don't think it has been just yet But um, the Recompose founder, Katrina Spade, said that this is different from regular decomposition by, quote, microbes going to work within a large vessel, about 8 feet tall and 4 feet wide, that fits a single body along with alfalfa, straw, wood, and wood chips. So over the course of 30 days, as temperatures in the vessel rise to 150 degrees, Decomposition destroys the body along with most pathogens and pharmaceuticals. So it's killing anything that may cause disease or any weird medications that you may have in your system from when you were, you know, going through death, as it were. So it destroys all that so it doesn't get put back into the environment. It also comes out... (laughs) This is kind of an interesting little fact, I thought each body comes out to about a cubic yard of compost. So that's that's a significant bit of compost, I guess. I mean that's what that's what your body equals when it's composted. All right, that's that's great. So that's like, you know, you could put it under uh, like I said a rose bush or a vegetable bush, but I don't know that you'd want to do a vegetable bush. That might be kind of weird. But a rose bush would be lovely. Or just in the yard under a tree would be lovely as well. Um, and you become part of something helping nature, not just coexisting with nature and doing whatever. It actually physically helps nature by helping things grow. So that's only available, and it's not technically available just yet. It's going to be available soon in Washington. Don't know if it's going to be available anywhere else. The service itself costs about 5000 Five hundred and fifty dollars, which is more than cremation, but less than an average funeral cost. It's pretty. It's a common practice with livestock carcasses when they need to get rid of those. But you know, hasn't been done on humans yet. They've tested it. I think they said on about six corpses, and the results were great. They said it just looks like regular compost. It doesn't look weird or feel weird or seem like oh, there's chunks of my aunt. Sally in my hand or anything like that. So that's something to look forward into the future. Human composting, coming to a backyard garden near you. Alright, so that is the ninth episode of Coffin Cats, Putting the Fun in Funeral that's what we do. Um, I hope this one has been educational. I hope it's given you something to think about, um, you know, planning because you never know when it's going to happen. It's better to be safe than sorry. You may not go till you're 110, you know, and I hope you don't because I love you. I want you around forever, but you know, it doesn't hurt to have the stuff planned out, talk with your family about it. So that way your wishes can be honored. I will have resources and sources, of course, in the description. So you can look into green funerals in your area and what sort of parks you can be buried in. If you want to do a green funeral, um, I'll have the bios earn links. If you're interested in buying that $1.99. And they're not, I'm not getting sponsored by them. I'm just doing this for myself. So I I definitely would recommend it. If that's what you're into. I love trees. Maybe you love trees. Be a tree with me. Um, <laughs> let's haunt a forest together. As somebody one of my f- friends from work said. Uh, that's how you get haunted forest. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I want to do for my eternity. I want to haunt a forest. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely talk with your family. Talk with your loved ones. Set up something in writing. Get your will done. These are important things. This is stuff you need to do as an adult. We don't like to think about it, but it's better to have it than not have it. But I'll have those resources. Someday, way. I will have the dang website done. <laughs> I have not worked on it at all because it's so tedious for me. Um, and I want to make sure it looks good. I don't want to have a crappy website out there, but... Um, I'll get it done sometime. Probably when I take a break from doing a couple episodes once season one is over, I guess. Because I guess people do seasons. I didn't realize that I thought you just did podcasts forever. nonstop. Um, but yeah, I'll get working on that. And I'll have resources on there. I'll have fun links for you to go into. So here's your homework. Watch Six Feet Under. Read Stiff by Mary Roach. Follow me on Twitter at CoffinCast with a capital C. Talk to me. Tell me about any corrections. Tell me about any eco-friendly funeral things that I've missed. Um, If if you have updates or corrections for previous episodes you want to talk to me about. Or if you want to tell me that I suck. Or that you love me and you want to get married. Or anything. I just want people to interact with me and tell me how I'm doing. If I'm not doing good, I'd like to know so I can improve things. Um, But that's at CoffinCast with a capital C. You can also find me on Instagram. I don't post all that often on there, but that's at CoffinCastPod. Um, So you can find me there. Just follow me. I'll follow you back and you'll get a follower and then you'll be happy because we all need social media validation, right? So yeah, at CoffinCast, capital C, Twitter. Hit me up. Say hi. I'll say hi back and I'll follow you too. So yeah, hit me up and then we will go ahead and look into next week's episode. I don't know what I'm doing yet. If you've got ideas, I need them. I want them. I I don't want to keep giving you the same stuff over and over again. So if you've got ideas, give them to me anyway. So that's the end of episode nine of coffin cast. My name is Kristen And as always, life is a dream walking, but death is going home. Stay safe out there, guys.